Welcome to Legacy Sport Live, stories of the people who are shaping the conversation at the intersection of sport, business and purpose. I'm Neil Duffy, co-author of our new book, Legacy Sport, how to win at the business of sport in the age of social good. Today I'm talking to Julia Palais, Senior Sustainability Consultant at Formula E. Purpose sits at the core of Formula E's mission to bring about a cleaner future faster. Julia shares with me the exciting ways in which Formula E promotes the adoption of electric mobility and highlights the issue of air pollution in ways that is seeing a change in consumer behaviour. Very excited to have with us today Julia Pale. Julia is probably, not probably, Julia is one of the people that I consider to be uh, one of the leading practitioners of sport and purpose around today. So Julia, um, thanks for sharing your time with us. Um, I, I wanted to go right back to the beginning with you and, and understand how um, you first got involved in motorsport. Where did it all start for you? Yes, I mean, first of all, thank you, Neil. Um, um, so everything started in motorsport. Um, I mean, uh, for me, when um, I joined the, the Michelin motorsport team uh, to implement basically a sustainability strategy tailor-made to the specificities of motorsport uh, at the group level. So I was kind of like being the, the relay of the, the global group strategy, uh, but obviously, um, being really focusing on the, the specifics of, of the motorsport. And from these, um, I, I got in touch uh, for the first time with uh, the Formula E uh, Championship and, uh, and this amazing product, uh, which is uh, electric, uh, electric cars uh, racing in city, city street uh, circuits. Um, and, and I kind of like, I, I transferred from, from Michelin Motorsport to, to Formula E. And that's, uh, that's uh, what I've spent the last six years working on for now. So I'm interested just to, you know, sustainability and motorsport are not two things that necessarily come to mind of as being good Indeed. partners for each other. So just to go back to the, your work at Michelin. So back in the early, when was that sort of 10 years ago, they were already starting to think about um, Correct. this topic? Mm-hmm. Yes, um, and I think they were really pioneering uh, in in their own way. Um, well, as a group, Michelin is is very strong on sustainability. Uh, they already are ranked uh, as part of like the sustainability company index and so on. But uh, seeing that in motorsport, that was a, a growing trend, was really visionary at the time. Um, and that's interestingly when they started implementing that this program. That um, I mean, I was monitoring what was going on, obviously in in the motorsport uh, field. And there were some like small kind of like uh, seeds of projects around sustainability. And that's where, um, I mean, the, the kind of like the mission of Formula E that, has, that was called Formula E at the time started to arise. But going back to sustainability and motorsport, um, I mean, why I was interested and why I saw the potential is it's, uh, I mean, sport is, is something that captures the, the mind and the soul of people and motorsport uh, in particular. It's, uh, it's something that is extremely popular, um, at least in, I mean, in some, in some countries in Europe, definitely. And uh, I saw that as an opportunity to, um, I mean, plant the seed and, and use the excuse of the sports to, uh, to change, um, I mean, perceptions and man's mindsets around, um, I mean, sustainable lifestyle and, uh, and, and just like uh, inspire people to, to different ways of living. Right. So, so moving on to Formula E now, and it's, um, it's a great example of how um, 
by baking a purpose at the center of a, of a sports property, you can actually build something that's very relevant for the 21st century. Yes, um, and, and I think that the, the beauty of it is that it was a very organic process. Uh, the fact that really when Formula was created, it was clear that uh, it's not that the world needed another uh, motorsport series. Uh, the world needed um, a, a way to show that, um, I mean, mobility was an issue and it is an issue in, in our cities because it's creating huge amount of air, air pollution and that air pollution is the number one killer on earth at the moment um, i mean every year the equivalent the equivalent of the whole new york city is disappearing from the surface of this planet because that's all the number of people that get killed uh, on a yearly basis so this is absolutely dramatic but this is a uh, this is a kind of like an, a very intangible threat so uh, we were using the vehicle of the electrification of our transport and the benefit it was bringing to society to, um, I mean, to create uh, this, uh, this motorsport series that would, uh, again, help to capture the mind uh, and the souls of these people and, and raise awareness on this, uh, on this issue. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm sure that that wasn't without its challenges when you first started. Yes, I mean, uh, in the in the beginning, and and our CEO and founder likes to remind it, uh, people were waiting for us to to fail, really, because um, no one believed that, that electric cars could be fast, could be fun, could be attractive and 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 reliable to do to do a real exciting race. And and I think we've proven it season after season, also pushing the technology, uh, I mean, forward. Uh, in just four seasons, we doubled the, the battery capacity to showcase that the range anxiety was an issue from the past and, and also on many other things. Uh, I think our, our product is, is really exciting and the fact that uh, our audiences, uh, I mean, keep growing and the fact that we have the, the biggest lineup in motorsport um, uh, at the moment with all the German teams and so on is, is, is a real kind of like a sign of achievement. Right. And a great, great example that you don't need to compromise performance in order to be sustainable or to have a sustainable message at, the, at your core. Completely. And I think for us, uh, that was really essential to showcase that we were walking the talk, but also, um, I mean, uh, really embedding in the DNA of the championship, the sustainability. So not to compromise anything, but just making sure that sustainability is fully integrated and always taken into consideration in everything that we do. And this is why we decided at a very early stage to certify the championship against the Sustainable Events International Standard called ISA 2012-1, uh, because we understood that... Um, um, I mean, in order to be really legitimate in what we were trying to achieve, we needed to be able to walk this talk and and not to us not us to say it, but have this international independent recognition proving it. So, um, you know, as you you're now in your sixth season, um, I believe, and correct, um, the audience has grown tremendously over the years. It's I read somewhere the other day four hundred million last season in terms of yes. um, viewers. I mean, don't, don't quote me on the numbers, but uh, I mean, what we published is what it is. So definitely a huge increase. Mm -hmm. and, and to what extent do you think the electric or the sustainability message um, has helped you to appeal to a new audience that perhaps weren't following motorsport in the past? Um, well, I mean, we 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 see the the fact that uh, the, the young generation, and this is a, this is also very much, um, I mean, a, a peculiarity of our championship. The young generation is really interested in the electric vehicles. Uh, we actually do surveys to understand why people actually come and, 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 uh, and, and attend our events. 
and uh, between 30 and 50 percent respond that it's because it's around uh, around and about electric cars um, so uh, that's probably one of the key reasons why uh, we are successful really mm -hmm, mm -hmm. fit for fit for the gen, gen z and gen x yeah so exactly. coming back to that to the sustainable event piece so what are some of the some of the big um, uh, impacts that you need to manage in delivering a formula e event well, I mean, uh, Formula E events uh, are a kind of like a running circus. So, um, I mean, when we when we implemented the the, the standard, we we had we identified um, I mean three key issues that uh, would become uh, the key things that we would focus on. So, the environmental impact of our races, um, and to do this, obviously, we do uh, I mean thorough measuring, monitoring. Um, uh, of our, of our um, I mean, uh, CO2 emissions, and, and we put, of course, in place reduction measures. Uh, we've put a, a, a comprehensive uh, waste uh, recycling and management uh, plans in everywhere uh, we go. Uh, we've uh, implemented some um, uh, plastics uh, reduction programs uh, for the fans uh, that are being sponsored now by, by our partners. Uh, but also we realized that, that uh, the community engagement is, is super important because we raise inner cities, uh, the social aspect and making sure that people, um, I mean, uh, are kind of like uh, supporting us being in their city, in their streets, uh, really at, uh, at their door is, is extremely important. So we always make sure that uh, we invite the local schools, universities, and charities at our event, and we we make sure that uh, they uh, they they have the taste of the fact that Formula is way more than just a race. And the final thing was to uh, to engage very thoroughly with our, our supply chain, which is uh, something that is kind of like uh, probably one of the basics of of uh, a sustainability. Um, I mean, uh, strategy being implemented, but very difficult to put in place effectively. Um, so we've worked uh, with, uh, I mean, first of all, our global partners, uh, because uh, most of our partners are also suppliers. Uh, so like DHL for the logistics uh, that has helped us to, to build a, a calendar. Um, I mean, uh, let's, uh, focusing on the efficiency of the, of the transport mode or uh, Michelin uh, that are uh, providing uh, the, the tires uh, for us and recycling all the tires and so on. So um, this, is, uh, this is amazing because this is really enabling us to uh, build a strong and kind of like one direction uh, sustainability strategy with the ecosystem. So let's, let's just build on that a little bit. So partnerships are obviously key to the success of a, of a competition like, um, like Formula E. And in your case, um, that involves both the teams and also your event sponsors. Um, I, I think that I understand that the, the sustainability messaging and positioning around what you do has also been an important reason that many of them have got involved. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. Are there yeah, any I mean, examples that you that that you like to talk about, or that you think are a good example of how to do it right? Yes, completely. I mean, uh, th definitely we know that uh, when, when the partners um, are coming to us, sustainability is one of the number one things that they are interested in. But um, the beauty is that they are not interested by kind of like sticking their name and their logo in Formula They are interested because they have their own sustainability strategies and they see us as a platform to kind of like tell a story on what they are advancing. So I was uh, giving the example of the, the plastic reduction efforts uh, and the program that we've developed. So Alliance. Uh, who is uh, our fan zone? Um, I mean, partner have decided to um, I mean to to support and to sponsor uh, the implementation of uh, reusable water pouches uh, together with a uh, free hydration uh, 
stations for the funds. And just in one season, we managed, and thanks to them, obviously, to save uh, more than 200,000 um, uh, plastic bottles uh, from, from landfill because uh, people are using this system. Uh, so for me, this is, a, I mean, a fantastic uh, example of kind of like creating shared value with the partner and the and a sponsor and um, and we are doing the same exercise uh, with the teams and the, and the teams are extremely um, sensitive to the sustainability messages uh, they are uh, absolutely committed to uh, making sure that um, i mean they are um, working with us towards uh, shared goals uh, to make sure that um, i mean the people understand that their commitment to formula e is is because uh, the oems behind so um, oems is their original equipment uh, manufacturers so the likes of, uh, you would say Ford uh, or um, in the championship, uh, Mercedes and Porsche, uh, they are committed to, uh, to a range of electric cars because they understand this is the future of mobility and this is the future that, uh, that the planet is taking. And does that carry through to your host cities as well? Yes. So the host cities um, are interested um, in, in hosting us because it's, it's a great way for them to uh, either advance uh, um, a plan that they have already in place regarding uh, a reshuffling uh, uh, of their mobility plan. And most of the time, it's kind of like part of, of a smart city uh, program that they have. Or uh, we are uh, sometimes the first step that they are making to, um, I mean, to showcase that uh, this is a, an important topic on the agenda and that uh, they want to take more and more measures and formula is, is kind of like uh, the, the real kind of like uh, opening event to start this, uh, this strategic approach. Right. And also, I guess there are interesting opportunities to leave legacy programs behind in the cities in which you race. Completely. And um, I mean, legacy is, is, is always been uh, something that is, uh, I mean, extremely important. Uh, we've developed a series of programs um, that, um, that leave, uh, I mean, behind uh, way more than just the racing again. Um, we've created a, an initiative called the FIS Smart Cities, which is a conference where we gather, um, I mean, key stakeholders from uh, both the political um, kind of like NGO background and also businesses. Um, and we involve uh, kind of like startups also in the region. And basically this conference focuses on kind of like a real, um, I mean, mobility slash uh, city topics. So how mobility impacts uh, the city organization, uh, but tailor-made to the place that uh, we are giving the conference in. Um, and, and obviously, I mean, this, this knowledge is then shared and we are putting in, uh, in contact the, the deciding, uh, I mean, people, so we normally have mayors or ministers attending these with the, with the companies that uh, are kind of like uh, coming up with solutions. And um, we have another program that we've developed, which is uh, called Girls on Track. And Girls on Track is, uh, is, uh, is having a gender equality focus because we know that uh, as a sport, um, um, I mean, gender equality is, is normally quite, um, I mean, is quite a problem uh, in motorsport, especially when, when you get like behind the, the steering wheel. Um, not many uh, female drivers are, are successful in, um, in the field for now. And that's, uh, that's something that uh, we, we want to encourage uh, young girls and young women to, to, to see that motorsport is, uh, is accessible and that they can have a career, they can become an engineer, they can become a journalist and they can become even a racing driver. 
so we've developed these programs to uh, give them a series of workshops so that they can like have a taste of uh, what it is um, to, to have these careers and then obviously enjoy the race uh, the next day. It's exhausting just listening to you. You must be a very busy person keeping all this stuff together. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, I mean, I would say I'm, I'm a very lucky and busy person because uh, I have a fascinating role. Julia, the, the other piece um, of all of this is, is uh, around collaboration. And so, you know, in addition to uh, partnering with your corporate partners and the team partners, um, I understand that there are also important relationships that you have with, um, with other organizations. Yes, uh, I mean, obviously, uh, probably the, the most important uh, partnership we have developed um, uh, over the, the last years is, is the relationship we have with the United Nations. Um, we, I mean, we have um, decided to showcase uh, the program that they have on beat air pollution, which is a perfect match with what we are trying to achieve, uh, creating awareness and raising awareness on the air pollution issues. Uh, and uh, and UNEP, uh, so United Nations Environmental Program, uh, have developed this program to also, I mean, try and reach out um, to as many people as possible uh, to to make um, us understand that air, air pollution is, is a real big issue that is touching literally everyone and, and killing millions of people. Uh, and we've made uh, one of our best drivers uh, ambassador of the program, Lucas Di Grassi. Um, and this is an amazing way of kind of like um, uh, talking uh, um, and reaching out to young people uh, and and kind of like getting them fascinated because it's a high level uh, athletes uh, talking to them about a serious issue that is, uh, I mean, concerning everyone. We've sent our, our driver, Lucas, uh, in New Delhi uh, last summer, which is probably one of the most polluted cities in the world, to for him to show, uh, I mean, sorry, for him to to see by his own eyes uh, what uh, what it is and what are the impact of uh, living in in a city that is so polluted, and we've made a film out of that, uh, almost a documentary, and. Um, and the power of these images, him being uh, uh, surrounded by people that have no way of protecting themselves and breathing clean, clean air uh, was so strong. It's been extremely well received uh, by, by your fans and uh, by the public in general. So, so that's a great example of using this platform to raise awareness around issues. Are you, are you ready yet or have you started yet taking that awareness and, and turning it into changing behavior or changing the way that, that people engage with mobility yes i mean it's always been one of the of the key things uh, that the championship aimed to achieve so uh, if we go back to the ignition we had kind of like three uh, three key pillars pushing the technology which is normally the the, the reason to be of a motorsport to, to be used at a as a technological laboratory then changing the perception. So again, pun intended, but the, the race is the vehicle for this. Uh, the fact that we get people excited, but when, when we are capturing their imagination, we send also the message around, um, I mean, the, the, elect uh, the electric mobility and, and the benefits of it for the air quality. And then uh, pushing the infrastructure and, and the fact that we have this uh, collaboration around us uh, in between the cities and um, the businesses that, uh, that are in our ecosystem um, uh, is the kind of like necessary mix to make sure that uh, the, the right infrastructure is implemented to make that change uh, a reality on our streets today uh, already. And I know it's still early days. It's, I mean, you've only been doing this for six years, so we can't expect you to change the world in six years. But are you starting to see 
some impact of, of the strategy and is it, I mean, is it working? Yes, so we are doing um, um, data, data analysis and, uh, and we've realized that, um, I mean, when people get exposed to Formula E as a product, their um, kind of like a propension to be interested into sustainability topic is growing. So for us, it, it shows that, uh, I mean, the message is, is received and, uh, and that it's, it's working really because that, that's, uh, that's really what we, we want people to kind of like uh, have as, as a takeaway from, from watching our race or attending our, our events. They want, we want them to, um, I mean, to have a different perspective on the, the lifestyle uh, they can have. So obviously kind of like uh, driving an electric car, but uh, the message uh, that we give on our races are, are even wider. Uh, we, we do a lot of effort to offer uh, vegetarian options uh, to reduce the, the plastic pollution, to showcase that waste recycling is, a, is something that can be simple and, and is really achievable at an individual level and so on. Mm -hmm. So I know I said this already, but it's exhausting listening to you, but um, this isn't the only thing that you do, is it? Because you're also chairperson or president of uh, yeah, Sport president. and Sustainability International. Correct. Yeah, yeah. I'm president of, uh, of this uh, organization. Um, and uh, I mean, I think it was, uh, it was quite natural when we created Sensi um, uh, because uh, we realized uh, with a, uh, let's say, a group of uh, other sporting events uh, that were taking sustainability really seriously and at the heart of their, their strategies, the fact that, um, I mean, we were feeling a bit kind of like lonely in, um, in the challenges we were encountering um, at a global scale. Uh, this, is, uh, this is how we kind of like, we came up with this idea of creating sport and sustainability international and the international angle was essential because we were, um, I mean, very often encountering, um, I mean, local um, entities that were able to help on a local level, but um, never an organization that has this, this kind of like global view and global uh, issues perspective of operating in two different markets. Um, so Sensi is really here to, to push sustainability in, in and through sport with this uh, international uh, perspective of uh, operating in markets with different different cultures and different uh, maturity towards sustainability. And what sort of organizations are members of Sanzi, Julia? Yeah, I mean, we have a very kind of like wide range of, uh, of organizations, but uh, organizations that have been uh, with us uh, since, since the beginning are, um, I mean, we're lucky to, to have uh, on our board uh, people working uh, in European rugby. We have lucky, we're lucky to have people working at uh, the Ocean Race, people that are working at, uh, at Euro, UEFA and so on. Uh, and that is bringing this wealth of uh, expertise, but also um, people that have seen uh, what a big event can be like and uh, how it is, uh, how difficult it is to implement sustainability. So, um, I mean, we're creating a, a series of uh, campaigns. Uh, the latest one that, um, I mean, we're working on is focusing on um, pushing uh, football clubs to adopt uh, more sustainable practices because uh, football is, is a religion, like people, as people like to say. So, um, I mean, I think it's, it's a real opportunity to, again, capture the, the mind and the soul of, uh, I mean, millions of people on, on this planet and, uh, and help them make a, a small change that will be a, a big, big step uh, when, when everything is aggregated. And so is, is Sanzia by invitation only organization or can anybody who wants to join it become part of it? 
No, can uh, I mean any anybody can be part of it. Uh, it's uh, I mean we even have a, a category for individuals that are just interested or want to learn more about uh, I mean sustainability in sport, and then uh, it's tailored to different type of organizations, whether you're a federation or a rights holder and so on. Uh, so it's a, it's a very kind of like open open um, club, let's say. Okay. And, 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 and what's the relationship between SANSI and some of the other bodies that are around, like the Green Sports Alliance and Beyond Sport and some yes, of these other? Well it's um i mean uh, it's uh, it's very important for us uh, to uh, to be in to be in touch with them and and the work that they do is fantastic uh, we've always said that uh, again the, the peculiarity of sensi was we were having this uh, this real international eye and focus and culture uh, when um i mean the gsas or uh, the basis and the sea uh, operating obviously have been kind of like organically created around uh, a cultural or a geographical right. market right. which makes sense uh, our focus is kind of like adding a kind of like a new layer with a, an international focus also because we are in touch with the international bodies like united nations or um, i mean kind of like we could be in touch with the world bank or uh, wef and so on right, um, right. Okay. That are kind of like giving the international uh, trends. Got it, got it, got it, got it. So uh, we've got a, just two minutes left. Um, so the closing question for you is if there's somebody listening or reading that is, um, has not embraced purpose in their organization right now, but has been so inspired by your story that they've decided to take it, uh, take it seriously, what advice would you share with them as to how to get going? Um, I think it's uh, when you need to to think through what's your purpose, it's really like how do you make a difference to the world? Uh, and this is a very difficult question, uh, but that's really the essential, the essential thing to address. Like uh, how are you different or are you making a difference to this world by you being uh, kind of like offering this product or this service? Um, and that seems to be a very simple uh, and basic question, but I think it's, it's going really deep into your strategic perspective and maybe sometimes like completely refocusing your strategy to make sure that you're going to be relevant from, from that question uh, perspective. Okay. And once you've done that, then make sure that you walk the talk and don't just, just um, put messages out there around that purpose. Only facts, because if not, I mean, you, you don't have anything that is robust. Right. Julia, thank you so much. It's been uh, great talking with you today. Thank you for sharing that story with us and keep up thank the you. great work you're doing. Um, thank you so much. We hope that you've enjoyed listening to this edition of Legacy Sport Live, the companion podcast series to our new book, Legacy Sport, how to win at the business of sport in the age of social good. Please visit our website at www.legacysport.org to order your copy of the book and join our growing community of sports business professionals committed to doing good while doing well through sport.